Who's got internet that's never lagging? Whose groceries do their own bagging? Who's got hair worth extra bragging? With pants that aren't too sagging? They only put up with a little nagging. Who's hotter than a fire-breathing dragon? Jack Wagon. Welcome back, Jack Wagon, Mullet Mafia. It was a fucking wild weekend. I don't know how else to describe it. Um, we had playoff football. We had some wild college basketball, uh, NBA news, and uh, Nick's going to tell us a little bit about the NHL here. Um, yes, sir. But, I mean, Correct. there's... Nick's going to tell you about one team in the NHL. Yes. Well, I can it's... tell you about one team and a goalie in the NHL. That's not... Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's no better place to start after this past weekend than the NFL and all the excitement we had there. Um, started off covering the NFC games. Uh, last night, we had Arizona and Los Angeles play, and uh, there's no other way to put this, and the Rams just whoop their ass. Uh, final score, Los Angeles 34, Arizona 11. Um, Kyler Murray just looked horrible. Um, he... He played exactly how he played against the Colts back when they played over Christmas. Um, when he tried to throw that ball out of the end zone, I I really don't know what he was trying to do there. <laughs> like I understand in his mind he was trying to prevent a safety, but you got to understand your situation. Like you're, even if you get that pass off and it hits the ground, you're getting flagged for intentional ground and you're giving up a safety. Yeah, like just <laughs> just take the safety take your lump and be like okay listen let's get it together we'll go back out there and and, and we'll start moving the ball but uh throwing a pick six was so much worse um that was really the first time i've watched kyler murray play and i was like this like everybody makes fun of him for being small but he played like a toddler plays football like there there's no other way to describe it than he literally looked like a toddler out there playing just the way he acted with his his decision making and everything it was a uh, that was tough to watch, especially with how good that offense has been at times uh, this year um, and how much the Rams have struggled, but the Rams were just clicking last night. Um, wh- what are your thoughts on that game? Yeah, so uh, at one point, I don't know how far in the game it was because I turned it off fairly early. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, at one point in the game, Odell Beckham had like 34 less passing yards than Kyler Murray did. Um and I, at that point, I know it was at least the second half that that was like, the, I didn't watch the second half, but my boy messaged me at that time. And I know it was during the second half. So uh, obviously I'm sitting here looking at his stats, 19 of 34, 137 yards and two interceptions, zero touchdowns compared to the quarterback that people thought were going to have issues last night, which was Matthew Stafford, who he only threw 17 passes, but completed 13 of them for 202 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. And then, of course, we got Odell, one of one for 40. Yeah, you don't need to go out there and not. sling it when uh, the, the other team's just giving you pick sixes. And... <laughs> exactly. Like, the Rams the Rams couldn't have looked any better um, during that game. Uh, look at Matt Stafford with a rushing touchdown, too. I didn't even – like I said, I turned it off really early, so I don't know what all even happened. Um, I wasn't even paying much attention to it at the time. Yeah, I, I, I just, watched. I watched that pick six. I was like, "Yep, I'm done. I don't need to see this." <laughs> just I've, like, I've, just I've seen enough train wrecks this year, uh, and especially this weekend. Oh, there was a lot of just for it being playoff football. There was a lot of bad football being played. Uh, there was it, like none of the games were. There was one game that was close, and of course it was. Oh, there's two. There's two. Well, okay, yeah. Sorry, you're right. You're right. Um, 
yeah, moving on, uh, staying in the NFC. Well, first of all, Nick and I both had the Rams picked, so we're both correct there. Moving on, um, arguably probably the game of the weekend. Um, and both of us said on uh, Friday that we thought this would be one of the contenders. Um, and it's San Francisco 23, Dallas 17. Uh, I'm just going to come out and say it. Nick's going to back me up here. Dallas fans need to shut the hell up. Um, the ref needs to spot the ball after every play. Uh, the, the quarterback, the lineman, whoever can't just set the ball down and run a play. Especially when you're a yard forward from where you were. <laughs> um, so I, I understand you're upset about that. Um, but maybe your quarterback shouldn't run up the middle of the field with 11 seconds left. Yeah. And then ex- expect something to happen. Um, especially when you slide down. Like, if, if you're going to be a man and do that, be a man and, like, take a hit. Or at the very least, like, he had so much open field that he could have gotten the same amount of yardage and also ran out of bounds and stopped the clock. Yeah. Like, it was just it was just a terrible decision. Uh, I, I don't know if that's – if McCarthy said, hey, this is about to open wide up, run down the field, or if Dak just decided – well, he wasn't even under pressure at that point. The ball, like, was just snapped. It almost looked like – it looked like a QB draw, but – like a not designed QB draw. Like it looked like it was a designed pass play and Dak was like, I got this. And I like I, I appreciate him like trying to put the team on his back in that moment, but you just need to be more aware of the clock. And and it doesn't help that again Mike McCarthy was terrible with his clock management. And I don't know what it was about the Cowboys this past season and waiting until the fourth quarter to show that they were a half decent football team. <laughs> and like cause I mean Literally, you go back and watch every, like, game they played, and, yeah, they've had, like, really good first halves, but, like, nine times out of ten when they played this year, they sucked the first half, or at least were mediocre. And then they go to the second half, and they're okay. And then they get to the fourth quarter, and they look like a Super Bowl contender team. And uh, they did that again this week, and it was, as always, just too little too late. And, um, of course, you know, everybody's blaming the refs. Granted, I agree, the refs were horrible this weekend, as always. Um, but when your your quarterback is that stupid, it, it's his own. Yeah, fault. and and this game in particular, like we've said multiple times on this podcast, the entire season that the refs have been shit. Um, but I watched I watched the entirety of that San Fran Dallas game because it was a good game. I watched the entire thing, but opening kickoff to the ref saying the game is over and trotting off the field. I watched every second of it and every single replay of every single flag, and Dallas deserved every single flag they got. I did not see one flag where I was like, I don't know. Man. And and that's not even me being biased. Like, I was texting some of my boys. I was, I don't want to say I was rooting for Dallas, but, like, they had a successful season, and, and as an NFL fan, I wanted to see them succeed. As a Washington fan, I wanted them to lose. Like, but as an NFL right. fan, I wanted to see them succeed. Um, So I, I, I was, you know, cheering for them a little bit. Uh, I, at the end of the day, I didn't want them to win, but again, out of respect and as an NFL fan. Um, but uh, I was talking to some of those same boys um, that are Dallas fans, and one of them was was super upset after the game. I want those name out there. Um, but he's, you know, talking about the ref. And first of all, his first comment was, "Why was the ref so far back?" Well, the ball started, however far far back. Dak Prescott is not a slow man. He is fast. No, Dak Prescott is a These fast man. These are professional like, athletes. Want, they ran yeah. thirty yards downfield. Do you like, want I'm this sorry man that with out his of hand shape. in Dak's back pocket, like chasing him up the field in the middle of play? No, you don't. Like, it, it's it's called football. It happens in every game. I've seen it a hundred times. Yeah. Somebody takes a long run up the field. The ref comes running up behind him. You know, he's a little, that, he's pretty far back. But in all reality, by the judge, time his 
it, it, it's the same at every level. Their their rule is they watch basically they watch the linemen and they cannot move down the field because if okay here's just think about this if he would have chased Dak down the field basically and Dak had to jump cut back and that ref was right behind him trying to chase him down the field exactly. and he would have you would have been even more pissed off and it's like yeah. listen he cannot just like I mean once the play starts moving yeah okay I can follow it down but then again say he fumbles it San Francisco scoops it up and they're running it down the field. If he yeah. is right behind those players, he is going to get run over. Yeah. And then he's going to be in the way. Fast. Yeah. Like I said earlier, it was snap of the ball. Like half a second later, Dak's running down the field. Exactly. And again, Dak's not slow. Like, and in all reality, that ref was so far. Like, if you look at the picture, yeah, he looks like he was far back. But by that time he started running, he he's was directly doing behind his Dak. job. Yeah. Yeah. Doing his job. And he was directly behind Dak running Dak over like a second after Dak handed the ball to the center. So it's exactly. not like he was 10 seconds later. He was right there. And if, if Dak would have turned around and handed the ball to him instead of handing the ball to his fucking center, like he's... Or, like or he handed the ball to the freaking linebacker. The hand of the ball to the linebacker referee. Like something. Well, Find the, the, a ref and hand it to him. Like, and that again, that ref was right behind him. Like had he handed it to a ref, they would have had enough time to get that playoff. Yeah. Like, and it, like everybody's blaming that referee for, oh, he was three yards behind. But like, yeah, there was other refs closer that probably should have handled that or that... Like you said, Dak should just handed the damn ball to, yeah. and then they set the ball. You probably have at least a second there. Again, I wouldn't have spiked it just because you wouldn't have have had time. Like at that point, you just need to snap it and run a damn play, throw it up, and and hope Cooper or whoever comes down with it in the end zone. Yeah. Um. But and yeah, it, move. It, it was just like yeah, it it was it was rough. It, it was just Dallas fans being Dallas fans. Thank yeah, God the agree. Lakers are still and, playing and, and the and, Yankees and th- are coming soon and. All the everything that that Twitter's been saying about. Hey, Dallas. I resent that because I'm I am a Yankees fan and I hate the Cowboys. So that's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, just the majority. Is. Yeah, moving on. Um, we I think we could spend all day talking about Dallas fans. Uh, uh sure. Next up, we had Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. Uh, again, not a very close game. Um, I don't. Yeah, Philly didn't score until I think there was like nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah, it was not, it, it, yeah they, they got two quick scores, um, but other than that, Tampa Bay just owned the day. Um, now the scary thing is they are getting Fournette back uh, in that backfield. Um, the receivers actually looked pretty good, even though they're missing Brown and Godwin. Um, so that I think that is definitely going to be a scary team going forward here. Uh, final score: thirty-one to fifteen. Uh, Nick, for some reason, took Philadelphia. Um, how that I, feel? I I had a little faith. <laughs> I had a little faith in that running game, and as somebody that's watched Philly, um, I, watching I, that I, game, like, I was so confused. What the hell Philly's offense was doing? Like the amount of screen passes they threw, like wide receiver yeah. screen passes. So, I was so like, let me break. I, uh, like as as a like somebody who's not not a Philly fan, watching that game, at some point you need to understand that something's not working. Like Devontae Smith, I think had like two targets the entire first half. Yeah, and like, listen, he is your best receiver. I understand he's probably gonna be bracketed, but you're not doing anything downfield. And I understand J- Jalen Hurts doesn't have the greatest arm, but you can't just keep running screenplays that are getting two, three yards, and then on third down, try and run a like a ten yard pass. And it's like the defense understands what's coming, and it, when you do nothing and you you stay in your your same, um, trying to think, what would they call it? Um, same script, same scripted plays, yeah. and. It, and you refuse to get out of quick run, quick screen, okay, 10-yard pass. Like, it's very easy for the defense to just sit there and go, okay, well, we know what's coming. 
Yeah, and, and, and the only is, I'm surprised yeah. nobody did it sooner because when Philly has won games, it's been on their ground game. When Philly has lost games, it's been because they've been trying to pass. And I've I've had a lot of respect for Nick Sirianni this season. I have patted him on the back. Um, I think Jalen Hurts is one of the, if not the worst starting QB in the league, one of the worst starting QBs in the league. Yes, he has his feet. Yes, his feet help him. He does a very efficient job with his feet. He's I call him discount Lamar Jackson because he's like Lamar Jackson, but he throws even worse and runs worse. There's like, a reason he was benched at Alabama, and I don't understand. Like just because he had a half decent year at Oklahoma, and again half decent, like half decent, yeah, he wasn't that good at Oklahoma. But again, I I don't know why people think somebody who is benched by Nick. You it takes a lot to get benched by Nick Saban. Yeah, and if, if Nick Especially Saban when you've benches led you, your team to the national championship, yeah, like, <laughs> and, and, and I think I, think I, that's I really don't understand I, why I, I don't, people saw like what they saw from him in college. They were like, yeah, you know what? He's gonna be a great starting quarterback. He's serviceable. But he's not somebody I would constantly rely on. And at, at some point, why, like, okay, you were down 31 nothing. Obviously, your offense isn't doing anything. Why the hell would you not at least try putting in Gardner Minshew? Put him yeah, in for a drive, see if he can get anything going. Because obviously, Hurts can't. Yeah. George and I could probably get into an hour podcast of why Gardner Minshew should be a starting quarterback in this league. Um, number one's obviously the mullet. But regardless of the mullet, the talent I, is there. Like I, he's, I cleaned he's mine easily, up today. Attaboy. I need to clean mine up. He's Sorry. easily the best starting or the best backup quarterback in the league. In my opinion. Maybe, maybe Trey Lance, because we haven't seen a whole lot of him. He's shown a lot of upside. But I, right now, at this point, I would say Gardner Minshew is the best backup quarterback in the league. And I think that he's in a system where he is actually the starter. Yeah. He'd if, probably be at least top 15. If Indianapolis is serious about getting rid of Carson Wentz this year, they really need to look at Gardner Minshew. And if, unless Philly is like, okay, listen, the Hurts experiment has failed. Let's move on to him. Indianapolis, I would, I think Indianapolis would be a great team for Gardner Minshew because he does so much with so little. And you put him in that backfield with Jonathan Taylor, I think that is a, like a, the team to beat in the, the what is it, AFC South? Yeah, the AFC South yeah. next year. Um, so if I'm Indianapolis, I'm definitely making some phone calls to Philadelphia right now. I'll be like, listen, if you're not going to use this guy, he's going to be your backup. What do you want for him? Um, and then if you want to go draft another quarterback too, and then have him sit behind Gardner Minshew, I, I feel like Gardner Minshew is a lot like Kurt Warner. He's just not given the same chance as Kurt Warner was like Kurt Warner was I mean, on a God tier team yeah, and he got in he did with the Jags and yeah. the Jags really didn't have nobody like that Jags team was. I mean, the defense was good, but think about like his stats and what he was doing yeah. on offense with a team like his best wide receiver was Chenault Jr., who was overhyped at the beginning of the season and ended up not really performing. Everybody thought he was right. like, and, and the same thing goes with Trevor Lawrence right now. Everybody's been bagging Lawrence, but like he doesn't have help. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but, like those wide receivers are are serviceable at best, but yeah. like there's only so much you can do. No, like. I, but I really do honestly believe that Indianapolis needs to call Philly. And I think Gardner Minshew could take over that Indianapolis team and lead them into the playoffs, and not only to the playoffs, but like deep into the playoffs. Um, I agree. There are, there are many teams in this league, I, at least 15 just off the top of my head without even having to think hard. Yeah. No, I'd say at least 20 without having to think hard that would benefit right away from Gardner Minshew being their starting quarterback. But like back back to the cause I, I understand some people are probably confused by what I said. When I when I compare Gardner Minshew to Kurt Warner, like after Warner left the Rams, he was a, a traveling quarterback. Everybody brought him in to like raise up the 
the rookies, like, you know, coach them up basically. Like, he left the Rams, he went to the Giants. I don't know if that was his first stop, but he went to the Giants um, the year the Giants drafted Eli Manning. He started, I think, the first six games, basically, you know, raised Eli Manning in the league, and then they benched him. Eli Manning started the rest of the season. They won one more game. And, you know, Eli Manning credits him for, you know, how much he developed and all this other stuff. And then he went, I believe that's when he went to the Cardinals. And they wanted him to do the same thing. They drafted Matt Leinart. Leinart obviously sucked. But <laughs> Kurt Warner basically, you know, led that team to a Super Bowl. They didn't win, unfortunately, for him. But um, that that's what I mean when, I, when I'm comparing those two is I think Gardner's going to be such a journeyman and he's going to be brought in to, like, hey, help mentor this guy, whatever. And sooner or later, he's he's gonna get his shot, and he's gonna make the like he got one shot this year, and I think he should have got more. But I, he played he, great. Yeah, he he, played I great. think he's he's gonna be that quarterback that keeps getting traded around. Like, hey, you know, you you've been here a few years in the league. Like, help 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 mentor this new guy. Um, he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. But whenever he he finally does get his starting chance, where he gets more than a game in a season with a legit team, uh, I I think it I think it's over for the league. I I think he really has that it factor in a quarterback, and I don't understand what GMs and coaches don't like in him, that they don't want to start him. I don't know. Um, There's two quarterbacks in the league that, like, so I I want to, as a Washington fan, I want to avoid most of the quarterbacks in the league because, you know, I, I, I want young. I want to be able to build. Um, We have a good young team right now, and, like, obviously a veteran, like a Russell Wilson or an Aaron Rodgers would be great. I wouldn't argue with one of them, but as far as like preferences, there's two in the league that I'm thinking of, and I just named them a couple minutes ago, and that's Trey Lance and Gardner Minshew because they're both young. They both have promise. They both have shown, you know, a high upside. Neither one of them really. Uh, Gardner Minshew again didn't have a whole lot to work with, um, right. but you could argue that he had some some downside, especially when when he was at the Jags. But but I think that he never fully got a chance. Like if I'm a, a team in this league that is unhappy with my quarterback situation. I'm not forgetting about those two by any means. Yeah. Um, so on the NFC side, I went three and O Nick goes two and one moving over to the AFC side. Oh, sorry. Right back to, so next weekend, uh, and we will cover this Thursday in depth with our breakdowns and everything. Um, San Francisco will travel to green Bay and the Rams will travel to Tampa Bay. And those are our matchups in the NFC next weekend, moving over to the AFC. Um, First game of the week, um, we had Las Vegas at Cincinnati. Two very playoff-deserving teams, especially the way they played down the stretch. Um, I really wish the, the Raiders would have drawn any other team uh, than the Bengals, just because they've were they been so hot the last few weeks they played. Um, but uh, Cincinnati gets their first playoff win. Wait, I'm not, I might have just been hearing some, but I thought you said Steelers there. So if you did, you meant Raiders. If you didn't, I'm just dumb. But continue. I'm, I thought I said Raiders, but maybe I am dumb and said Steelers. The Raiders. Um, One of us is dumb, but it don't matter. Both of us are dumb. But um, Yeah, the Raiders lose to Cincinnati. Cincinnati gets their first playoff win since, I believe, 91. 91, yeah. yeah um, it's, been a, it's, yeah. it's been a long-ass time. So um, huge win for them. Uh, finally, somebody has sent a text message about the Bengals winning a playoff game. They made such a big deal about that over the weekend. <laughs> um, so Cincinnati 26, Las Vegas 19. Of course, um, what is an NFL game without some ref controversy? Um, the big controversy of the night was Joe Burrow was scrambling. He was like a step away from being out of bounds. And he threw a beautiful pass into the end zone. Um, and right after he released the ball, the ball was in like midair. 
uh, like literally halfway in between yeah, him and Boyd. Halfway. Yeah, and a ref blew a whistle. Uh, he thought Burrow had stepped out of bounds. Uh, Bo, I believe it was Boyd. Boyd catches it, touchdown. There's a little bit of confusion. They ended up just calling it a touchdown. Um, I, I understand where, where Raider fans are coming from. Like, oh, like a whistle is blown. Like our guys stopped playing. If you go back and watch that play, they didn't. Like, the, or at no. least the, the DBs didn't. Like, the linemen the stopped, DB, but, like, what DB, were the linemen going to do anyway? Saying, yeah. yeah, the DB they tried saying stop that was covering Boyd, like, was giving up before the throw was thrown. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> it, yeah, and I get, again, I get the Raiders, like, technically, in the rule book, that play should have been blown dead as soon as I was. And, and I agree with that, but at the end of, like, and like I said, at, at, the, at the end of the day, in I don't think I made football, a difference. If yeah. you can sit there and say, I made a mistake, I should not have blown that whistle, like and you can admit it there it's a tough decision it really is because you're going to catch heat either way if you take that right. back after he didn't step out then you're the asshole of the Bengals. if you exactly. let it go and he gets a touchdown you're the asshole of the raiders so honestly i think they made the right call even though by the rule book it wasn't the right call i, I personally think it was done but like if way. i mean I, and you go back because it wasn't even close like it wasn't no. like his foot was like right beside the sideline like he stepped with his right foot probably a good foot away from the sideline yeah. so it wasn't close <laughs> but and like i mean you think about like if I'm in that situation as a Raiders defensive back and I see a ball thrown in the air and like halfway through the air I hear a whistle, I'm not stopping. Like I'm no. not gonna I'm not gonna go light up the wide receiver, but I'm gonna go make a the whistle's blown. Yeah. I'm gonna go make I'm a play not... on that ball and hey, if they blow it dead, okay, I didn't get my pick or I didn't get my deflection, whatever. Exactly. But, yes. Yeah. Um that's, that, that's that's more on the on the Raiders than than it is on, on the Raiders. Yeah. Um that that's my stance on it at least. Um so yeah, we we both had Cincinnati there. Uh, moving on, probably like the surprise of the week or the weekend, I should say. Um, Buffalo just trounced New England, uh, forty-seven to seventeen. Uh, Buffalo, I believe, is the first team ever in the playoffs to have a perfect offensive game. There was no punts, there was no field goals. Uh, they scored a touchdown on every drive up until, um, well, I, I guess almost perfect is what you would call it. Um, the only time they didn't score on any offensive drive is when they need the ball at the end of the game. Um, they missed two extra points, unfortunately, but, um, New England just, they could not get anything going on offense. Their first drive, they looked really good. Mac Jones, I honestly, with, with, when he released it and where I saw the wide receiver, it was a beautiful throw, um, underthrown by like a yard. And I, and I'm not hanging that on him, but he made the right read. The, the wide receiver had a step on the DB. Literally underthrew it by a yard. Bengals DB picks it off, um, and from there the, it was it was downhill from the, for that offense. They just could not get anything going. Uh, Nick, what are your thoughts about that? And I just yeah. want to say I texted you this, but you did. Josh Allen doesn't play good in the cold. You did see, and and what did I tell you? This is what I get for listening to dumb shit on Twitter. Yeah. Um, I should have known better. Every time I read something like that, I'm like, yeah, dude. Like, what did I have? I had Josh Allen sucks in the cold, and I have the the two winners of this matchup were the away teams. That was my, yeah. like, what am I doing, dude? Stop looking at Twitter for your fucking sports. Ah, dummy. Anyway, I mean, don't get me wrong. I had a lot of faith in New England. Um, Buffalo was actually my preseason Super Bowl pick. I got my Buffalo fan on speed dial right now in case anybody wants to question me. On God, Buffalo is <laughs> my preseason Super Bowl pick. I changed it throughout the season because that's what good sports analysts do. Um, they make uh, adjustments based on what they see, but yeah, if, if I stuck so- with my week one pick, I, I picked the Bears because I'm a Bears fan. <laughs> Obviously, after week one, that was way wrong. Um, <laughs> was- no, I'm just kidding. I, I honestly got did not pick the Bears because I'm not that stupid. 
I will never like. I mean, if it, if they somehow made the Super Bowl, yeah, I'd pick them to win. Just because, like I said, I'm never gonna pick my team to lose. But yeah, I'm smart <laughs> enough in the preseason to not be like, hey, my team's gonna win the Super Bowl this year. I'm not a Cowboys fan. Yeah, um, right. Um, but anyway, like the Bills are playing Super Bowl football right now. Um, they are. They have looked great the last couple weeks, um, especially against New England. Uh, Josh Allen is playing like Josh Allen again. The defense is playing like the defense again. Uh, the team looks like they're supposed to. And honestly, that was, like that was great insight. I already have an agreement <laughs> that if the Bills make the playoff or make the playoffs, they're already in the playoffs. Make the Super Bowl. I'm going over to that Bills fan's house that I was just talking about, and I told him that if they win, we're hugging and jumping through a table together. So if the Bills are in the Super Bowl and win, be prepared for that video on Twitter. I'll jump through the table if the Bills win. That's what I said. I said because, like, the Bills are, like, my second team. I call the Bills my AFC team because, I obviously, I'm a Washington fan. It's in the NFC. Um, and so I don't feel bad rooting for the Bills because they're on the other side. Um, but I, I've definitely, like, if I was not a Washington fan, I 100% would be a Bills fan. One. Because, like I've said before, I've been on their bandwagon for, uh, like, literally since Josh Allen was drafted. Um, and that fan base, I, like, that is my kind of fan base. Like, we just won a game. It's negative five degrees outside, and there's a foot of snow on the ground. I'm about to jump through this folding table. And I told him, I said, I said there better not be a folding table with food on it. I said, because I'll jump my fat ass right through the buffalo chicken dip. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going through a table if the Bills win a Super Bowl. It is what it is. My favorite moment from that game that was uh the video came out after the game, but Ryan Fitzpatrick was at the game and just yes! ripped, ripped his shirt off and was screaming and like negative five uh, degree temperature. That was that was hysterical to me. Now, granted, um, they do have they do have heat lamps up there, but I, somebody literally sent me that and was like, "How does how does it make you feel that he's in the stands rooting for Buffalo?" I, I was don't like, care. "I was like, to be honest with you, like the man's didn't even make it through the first quarter of our first game. Like he was he might as well have not even been our quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't care." Whatever. Um, yeah, so Buffalo 47, New England 17. Uh, moving on, the last AFC game. Mm. Uh, Kansas remember, City. When, remember when you picked the loser here? Like I, I did. The, the other one on the bottom. I See, did. I- and, and, and you know what? If, if so, so Kansas City, of course, beats Pittsburgh. And it wasn't, wasn't close again. Kansas City. Okay, first of all, I have a complaint for Kansas City. Um, so they put up on the big screen that they ran out of fireworks. <laughs> Dude, there was seven touchdowns scored. How do you run out of fireworks for seven touchdowns? And especially when you have, like, one of the most prolific offenses in the league. And you're like, oh, hey, I don't think we're going to score seven touchdowns ever. Like, I, that is the biggest bone I had to pick. And I think you're stupid for not having more fireworks. And yeah, I, but, I mean, that's, like, playoff football, you don't expect to score seven touchdowns. I understand, so but you I, should I, have, I can... like, a, you should have a huge cash stored up for the whole season. Um. They're probably getting towards the end. Think about how many touchdowns they scored. Well, I, like I'm just saying, why wouldn't you go order more then? Like, no, and if, if, I if, agree. and I and plus, if you win the game, you should send off a bunch of fireworks. Like, they, yeah. they need to have more fireworks. That's my biggest. I, I definitely. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure that that wasn't just trolling Pittsburgh, but it might have been. Um, <laughs> but I know, I, I, like, somebody asked me um, how I felt about this game, like as it was starting, and I was like, my heart is telling me that Pittsburgh's gonna win. I was like, yeah. but logically, I like. Because I, I was with you. Like, it was a it was so perfect set for an upset that, like, uh, it was too good to be. And it, I mean, it didn't help that Deontay Johnson just literally dropped everything. No, and they showed, they showed clips of him doing tennis ball drills at the beginning of, like, it, during warm-ups to help yeah. it. Like, it, he literally said it helps warm his eyes up, like, to help them move fast. Like, bro, they should have been throwing grapes because obviously they didn't warm the man's eyes up far enough. Like, no. 
should have um, looked into a heater or but, something. I don't know what he was doing. I, but I mean, it, and it, I don't think it's been confirmed. But I watched that last drive, and I really think Big Ben just went out there and said, "Fuck you, I'm calling my own plays." Because they moved that ball efficiently, and I mean, that that was. I mean, obviously, it's not good for Big Ben to get sent off and like getting stomped like that in the playoffs. But it was it was very cool to see him. I mean, if it is true, just going out there and saying, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do this on my own." Yeah. Um, now, one of my not that not that this is my day for my favorite tweets, but one of my favorite tweets I've seen since the weekend was Las Vegas really went out there and beat the Chargers so Big Ben could get blown out in his last game <laughs> rather than win in overtime. Yeah, I yeah. Did see it. that was funny. <laughs> I was uh, like, ooh. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, and on the AFC side, uh, I went two and one. Uh, Nick also goes two and one. Um, so I win the weekend at least. Um, yes, so sir. I have something good to feel about. Um, oh so moving on, uh, so on one hand, Nicholas has taken over our Twitter account. Um, he is, he is <laughs> yes, much better at it than I am. Uh, and I'm calling everybody up. I didn't yeah. added Barstool, uh, Ole Miss, um, Jack Harlow. <laughs> um, and one of the things he did was yesterday he watched his first ever Seattle Kraken game. Uh, most of it, well, he was texting me, but he did send out a couple tweets. Uh, Nick, why don't you tell us about your your experience watching your first Kraken game? Yes. So before I tell the people about this, um, I, I want to tell them about the discussion we had directly before this game. Um, so I remember I'm sitting there, and I was like, I think the Kraken play today. I was like, but I'm not sure when. So I had to look it up, and I was like, damn, wouldn't it be nice if you like you had a, an <laughs> alarm sure. app that would notify you every time one of your teams was about to play because like i'd had the espn app before and it said that it would notify you but it didn't so i was like i was like we need a legit app that will like connect to your calendar or your whatever to notify you so i messaged george because obviously he's my boy and he was like that's literally every sports app ever and i was like what are you talking about bro like i've had espn i forget what the other one that i had was i was like they say they notify you but they'll notify you like oh your team won or whatever they don't say your team's about to you know step on the court or whatever he's like bro you don't have your settings right so i re-download the espn app and figure out i'm just an idiot but <laughs> i am <laughs> out shoveling snow and this guy like he texts me he's like hey do you know anybody that like can develop an app and i was like why are we trying to develop it like we have like, so I many other how, things we need to get to yeah, first i, was I like, love why? how my first instinct wasn't like I should see if this is already available. It was, yeah. how can I fix this myself? Yeah. <laughs> and so he's like, so I was like, why, why are you trying to develop an app? And he like tells me this idea. And I'm like, as he's texting me his idea, I'm getting ESPN notifications. <laughs> I'm like, this man is not telling me about an app that is literally sending me notifications as we speak. So I'm like, that's the ESPN app. Cause no, 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 no. He's like, not articles and stuff. Like just sends you notifications. I'm like, Nick, that is literally the ESPN <laughs> app. We don't need another app. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Nah, whatever. It was a good idea. Just because somebody thought about it five years prior doesn't mean anything. <laughs> but anyway. A little bit more than five years. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but anyway, so um, I ended up, I, I don't get to actually watch this game. Um, I started it right as the third period started. Uh, we were down 2-1 to the Chicago, are, th- are their names still Blackhawks? I didn't even pay attention yes, during the broadcast. Chicago Blackhawks. Okay. I thought there was some controversy, but I didn't know if they changed it or not. They still had the same mascot. I just I didn't want to say it on uh, on the air before before I made it official. But anyway, so yeah, playing the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, and mind you, their goalie is George's favorite team's prior goal or previous goalie. So George knows all about this guy. I remembered hearing the name. I knew he was super good. This man was pissing me off. All right. So 
Two minutes into the third period, I've been watching my new team for a whopping two minutes, and we score the tying goal. So, now, hold on. Let me back up a second. Because during the day, I'm looking through their social medias, and I found this video of those, like, one of those videos they show on the ice before a game starts. I sent it to George, and it was dope. It was like there were waves crashing, and it showed, like, a Kraken's eye opening, and it was awesome. I was like, this is great. Like, this is the kind of team I want to support. And then, probably about, I don't know, an hour or so later, I see another post from them that they just got a team dog, which is absolutely adorable, by the way. I don't know if you've seen it, but if you haven't, go check it out. It's a little husky puppy. Adorable. Davy Jones is his name. Davy Jones is his name. Yes, sir. Um, so I was like, before the game even started, I was like, this is the, like, I picked the right team. I'm glad George and I did this. Like, I'm hype. So I turn on the game. They, they tie. And at this point, I'm thinking, this team needed me. Like, without me. This team would be losing right now. So I kept watching. I was like, oh, I got to stay here. So George and I are talking, and I'm a little excited. And, like, the last 10 minutes of the game, we were just taking shots. And Flurry was snatching everything. Like, snatching it with his glove. Um, I don't remember if it was him or uh, or our goalie, Grubauer, um, that had deflected one with his helmet. One of them did. Um, that was pretty cool. Uh, but, no, I was getting pissed because, like, I'm trying to win the damn game, and this man is stopping everything. So it goes into overtime, 3v3. We pretty much dominated the 3v3, but we didn't score. So we go into shootout. At this point, George is excited because George wanted me to witness the shootout. Um, excuse me. And shootout starts. Our guy misses. I was like, shit. Uh, their guy misses. I was like, okay, okay. Um, we had Donato, I believe is his name. Um, he was, he was the one that scored the tying goal in the third period. He comes up. He scores it. I get a little excited. I text George. I'm like, all right, let's go. Their guy misses again. So at this point, I'm ready to, like, jump up off the couch <laughs> for a sport I've, like, barely ever watched in my life. Our guy, our third guy comes out, gives him the old deke left, shoot right, scores goal. And I, like, I went absolutely nuts. My fiance looked at me because she knew I was watching a game I'd never <laughs> watched before in my life. And I was going nuts. And then to top it all off, after the game ends, George sends or tags me in a tweet on Twitter. Um, as if I had to say on Twitter. Um, tags me in a tweet. <laughs> and it's a picture of, like, the, the final score and, and Davy Jones, the new team dog. And I was like, yes, sir. Caught the first, um, first ever franchise shootout dub with my boy Davy Jones. And the dog liked the tweet. So it pretty much just topped off, like, the perfect NHL hockey fan day for me um so uh no t- tell them what they what uh like the kraken themselves tweeted out that you thought was hilarious or was on their instagram or something after the nato scored oh well, oh yeah it's not delivery it's the nato <laughs> and i like that it was that was another thing that i was like this is yeah this is the perfect team i, as, I couldn't be happier as, as somebody who like loves this sport and like i said like i'm i'm getting i'm throwing myself back into it and i have oh i have watched hockey before i felt these same exact emotions emotions watching the, the penguins um game seven of the what the uh, seven, Bro, i didn't even want to think yeah about game, game seven no, right? well, no game seven of the 2017 eastern conference finals was probably like the most wild game i've ever watched um and like that's what i compare my emotions of watching this to nick texting me and i'm just like laughing I'm like, all right like i'm so glad i got him into this uh, and, and the 3v3 is completely ridiculous like it is it's just it's Flying back and forth. Yeah, uh, it was great. Um, 
Yeah, and then watching him experience what it's like to play against Marc Andre Fleury was hysterical <laughs> as well. Because, um, like, I, as a Penguins fan, I've watched him for so many years, like, play just like that, um, make just ridiculous saves. Um, but for some he was, reason, he like, wasn't and, even looking at the guy shooting. Oh, yeah. Like, he was looking to the right, and the, they pass the the puck to the you know to his left and shoots, and he just sticks his arm out and catches it. Yeah. He's like, what are you doing? How do you know the puck is there? <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it's weird. He is like, yeah. I, Pretty sure he has like a below five hundred record in shootouts. Like for some reason in shootouts, he's just he's not not as good. Um, but yeah, that was I I loved like the the constant text updates. Oh yeah, so um, I was sweating because I was like, "There's no way we're winning." Like because I didn't know about his shootout record. I'm like, "There's no way we're winning the shootout." I don't yeah. know anything about our goalie, but like I know this man is stopping everything. Yeah, but it was uh, a good win. It was a good win. Yeah. So uh, the the All Star team was also announced. Um, we will break that down for you guys on Thursday. Um, moving on, uh, it was an absolutely wild week uh, and, and a wild Saturday in college basketball for men. Um, in the span of of, of last week, um, seventeen ranked teams lost, uh, which is just an absurd number. Um, but on Saturday, uh, we we talked about this on Thursday. Uh, Oregon upset number three UCLA. Well, on Saturday they they upset number five USC seventy nine sixty nine. It was USC's second loss that week. Um, they were previously undefeated. They lost to Stanford, I believe, on Tuesday or Wednesday, and then they lost to Oregon on Saturday. Uh, this is the first time Oregon has beat two top five teams in a week in school history, and I believe it's the first time it's happened in like I want to say forty plus years, maybe. I mean, it might even be longer than that. Um, in NCAA history, which to me isn't odd because how often do you see one team play two like top five ranked teams in a week? Um, <laughs> that's what but, I was thinking. But I've, ESPN threw that set out there. I was like, oh, well, that's cool. But also, like, I mean, yeah, it kind of makes sense. But um, let's let's get into some of these other upsets uh, that happened on Saturday. Michigan State uh, was upset by Northwestern. Seton Hall upset by Mar- Marquette. Um, Texas Tech who had just beaten Baylor, uh, was a little hungover, and they were upset by Kansas State. LSU was upset by Arkansas. Alabama was upset by Mississippi State. Baylor also uh, lost again over the weekend to Oklahoma State. Iowa State uh, beat Texas. That was one of the games we talked about the other day. Um, Kentucky beat Tennessee 107-79. All that hype I put in the Tennessee, and they just got blown (laughs) out like that. Um, Really did me dirty. This uh, happens all season long. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, and then Monday night's game, Purdue and Illinois was a really good game. Uh, went to double overtime. Purdue gets the win, ninety six to eighty eight. Uh, at one point in the first overtime, they were tied at sixty nine with four twenty left. Uh, that was nice. nice. That was good to see. Um, so with all of those ranked losses last week, the top twenty five was was shaken up pretty pretty good. Um, Number one is Gonzaga. Number two is Auburn. Now, Auburn received, I believe it was 36 first place votes. It might might have been 46, and Gonzaga got 36. Either way, Auburn had a lot more first place votes than Gonzaga. But because some dumbass writer ranked them at number nine in their poll, Gonzaga had like the better average, so they get ranked first over Auburn. Um, Arizona is now three. Purdue is four. Baylor is five. Duke is six. Kansas is 7, Wisconsin at 8, UCLA at 9, Houston at 10, Villanova V's up at 11, Kentucky at 12, LSU drops to 13th, Michigan State to 14th, 
Iowa State at 15. USC drops all the way to 16. Illinois at 17. Uh, Texas Tech at 18. Ohio State at 19. Xavier at 20. Providence at 21. Loyola, Chicago uh, makes her way into the top 25. Uh, what's... What's that? Uh, blown what's, out in the first round of the tournament because they're not the underdog. Yeah. What's uh, <laughs> that? That nun, the sister's name, Sister Jean. Sister Jean. Yes. Keep them going out there. Um, Texas is at twenty-three. Tennessee, the twenty-fourth, and UConn is in at twenty-fifth. Uh, so that wraps up your top twenty-five rankings after a wild week of college basketball. Uh, we'll throw it over to Nick now uh, for some NBA news. Yes, sir. So first off, we got a standings update. Uh, In the East, the Bulls and Heat are tied at the top. The Nets are a half game back. Cleveland, a game back from them. And Milwaukee, half a game back from Cleveland. Oh, and Philly, half a game back from Milwaukee. So uh, we got, what would that be? One, two, three, four, five, six teams within two and a half games of each other. So definitely heating up in the East um, should lead for an exciting finish. I said that right. Um, over in the West, Phoenix is up three games on the Warriors. Uh, they're up four and a half on Memphis, five and a half on Utah, and nine and a half on Dallas. So the West still spread out a little bit more than the East, um, but still some exciting basketball to be played nonetheless. Um, some injury updates. Kevin Durant is expected to be out four to six weeks due to knee surgery. Uh, Kyrie Irving refuses to change his vaccine stance. Um, so the Nets are still. Uh, leaning on Harden at this point. Uh, and Draymond Green is expected to miss two more weeks, if not more, uh, with some back pain caused by uh, a lower disc issue in his back. And as, as somebody and, who has like back pain a lot from their disc, I completely understand. The fact that like it's only going to be two weeks, Like I mean, I, I shoveled snow all, and ice all weekend, and my back was hurting so bad. Uh, and I don't want to move anymore. <laughs> and so the fact that they're like, uh, two weeks, maybe maybe three or four, is astonishing to me. So, <laughs> kudos to him. Yeah, definitely back. Like I, I can put up with a lot of pain, but back pain instantly oh, turns yeah. me into a no. bitch. Like, I'm just like, I just want to lay on the couch. Yeah. Um, but and in trade news, uh, Cam Reddish is traded from the Hawks to the Knicks for a uh, protected first round pick. He is going to join R.J. Barrett over there, his buddy from Duke, and uh, I guess we will see. If they can continue what they built in college, yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be uh, exciting to see the Knicks try to put together a, a playoff run here. Um, that's you know why they're making these moves. Is I mean, I, th- I think they're definitely a contending team. They're just missing a couple of pieces, and you know, hopefully, Cam can give that to them, um, and they they can make a, a deeper run into the playoffs this year than they did last year. Well, first, I mean, they got to make it there, but um, you know, they're they're trying to set themselves up for more than just one one and done uh trying to make it into the second third and you know obviously they want to get to the finals but i don't think they have that roster yet um but they definitely want to get themselves in the second third round and position themselves as as a team going forward um that that can possibly make a finals run um you know get some more good draft picks in there make some more good offseason trades um the trade deadline's not not up yet either but nonetheless something to watch going forward for sure and that is everything we have for you as far as nba new go as far as nba news goes it's very hard to hard to talk on this podcast apparently 
Um, but yeah, pretty, pretty sure we have these these troubles in in everyday life. So. Oh yeah, definitely. Just not everybody gets to hear it. <laughs> so, uh, if you're not aware, we are going to do um, what George did for me in the NHL. I'm going to do for George in the NBA. Now, I don't like. I'm an NBA fan. I, I don't think I'm a, as big of an NBA fan as George is a uh, hockey fan, but nonetheless, definitely more of a fan than I am. Yeah. 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 So um, we are going to to do the same exact thing. Um, it probably isn't going to be the exact same questions because I don't remember exactly how you asked them in what order. Um, but so first question, uh, I believe this was the first question that you asked me. Um, how do you are you thinking you, you want a local team? Um, Obviously, you know, your life may change, but yeah. um, are you looking for a local team uh, somewhere I, around that Charlotte area? Or... So I wouldn't be objected to the, the Hornets or the Hawks because Atlanta's about three and a half hours from me. Because, mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, the, the NBA is a lot like the NHL where everybody travels to everybody. So, like, say I was, like, a Clippers fan or whatever, like, eventually they're going to come play in, you know, Charlotte. So I'll at least get to see them once a year, you know, maybe more. But... um. I would probably more so lean to Charlotte or Atlanta, at least. But I'm not opposed to anything else right now. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'm trying to see. We got Charlotte, Atlanta. That's really all. I just wanted to make sure there wasn't any teams that I was, like, forgetting around there. Okay. Uh, so next question, I guess, would be um, the NBA really doesn't have any new teams. Um, but are you looking for a team that... I guess we'll start with with previous success first. So you're looking for a team with history, um, and can't think of the other word that I'm looking for is uh, culture. I guess uh, a team, uh, a respected franchise, I guess, or someone maybe a little newer, or their success has maybe come a little newer. Um, you don't realize how tough these questions yeah, I know. are being asked. Exactly. Them, but... <laughs> I was like, I was when I asked you on on Friday, I was just breezing through these, and now I'm sitting here like, ah, shit. Um, see, it's hard because like on one, like as a Bears fan, like they have a lot of history, but they don't win a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would say I'm probably in the middle. Like I'm indifferent to that. Like I don't need like the Lakers, like a super historical franchise, but I also wouldn't be opposed to, I don't know, um, like Memphis. Like they're they're starting to turn like they've never really been that good, but now they're mm-hmm. starting. To, they're I feel like they're they've turned a corner. At least watching them from afar, I feel like they're they're turning a corner. Like they made they made the playoffs last year, right? I think they did, or maybe they just missed them. But like they might have just. They they have John Morant who is like leading that franchise. He's becoming an MVP candidate. So yeah, I, I wouldn't be opposed. Like I, I I'm right in the middle, so I'm kind of indifferent right. towards that. I'm gonna add I'm gonna add two teams. Uh, well. I'll I'll wait to exp- explain the one, but I added Grizzlies and Bulls. Um, okay. Grizzlies, obviously, like you said, little newer Bulls, obviously, um, franchise. I didn't add the Lakers because the Lakers, to me, don't seem like the type of team that that you um, would. The only reason I even pay attention to the Lakers is because of LeBron. So I know that you're not gonna LA's too much. <laughs> um. So I guess next question would be: Do you want a team that's rebuilding right now, or do you want a team that's winning or looking to win? I would say, and I mean, I know with the NBA, I feel like this this curve, this swing is is so much more rapid than like a lot of other leagues. Like, yeah, you have a, a lot of franchises that are like have the staying power to 
to keep themselves at the top, but I feel like the mid-pack just swings back and forth so much more. Like, a team that's rebuilding this year can, like, make a deep playoff. Almost like Phoenix. Like, they they sucked. They got Devin Booker in there. They just missed the playoffs, and the next year they literally went to the finals. Um, so I would, I would uh, yeah, I guess at this point that is, like, they're, they're on their upswing more, more so than anything, I guess. Okay, so you, you would like at the very least on the upswing. Yeah. Okay. Um, I am going to add the Suns because I, I like the Suns. So um, I, I think that's that's a good team for you. So I'm going to add the Suns, and I want to add one more here. Um, <laughs> on the upswing. Do you have the Grizzlies? I'm going to add the Mavericks, because I think the Mavericks are a piece or two away from being really good teams. Uh, so I asked about the history. I asked about winning now. Do you want a team that's uh, that has a lot of fun? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, so I definitely, that was another reason I, I should I didn't ask you this question first, but I kind of knew what your answer was going to be. That was one reason I added the Bulls, uh, because of the Benny the Bull stuff. Oh, dude, I love his shit on TikTok. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm not even a Bulls fan, but like Benny the Bull is my favorite mascot in the NBA. Um, so I don't really know. I'm trying to think there's another team that I see all the time doing like random funny shit. And I, I'm sitting here staring at the entire list of the NBA and I can't remember who it was. I see them all the time, but I don't remember. It's going to piss me off now. It really is. Um, who is it? Okay, whatever. I'm just going to go on to my next question. Uh, so history, currently winning, um, has fun. So I put the Bulls on there. Said you'd prefer somewhat local. Hmm. Okay. Now I got to figure out how we're gonna eliminate some of these. Hmm. What did you ask me for elimination questions? Uh, we did mascot, and then I asked you. Uh, the only other question I can remember. That's right. I colors and mascot. Yeah. yeah. The only other. Uh, question I can remember I asked you was um, like star star power star potential like if that was a big deal. That's to you. right. I forgot. About it. Okay, so do do you want do you want a a a stud or maybe a a young you know possible prospect uh, like yeah, for instance would you do you want like a like a LeBron James or do you want like a Trey Young or yeah I would rather have like somebody like like a a, a younger like star like yeah like Trey Young John Morant. Luca, um, Booker, like so, somebody young like that that's that's gonna be around for like a long time yet. Um, nothing against LeBron, like I have my own feelings towards him, but like an an older star that's probably gonna retire in like the next five years, like, and that's the only thing that that the franchise is really built on at this point. I would be more so opposed to that than I would be like a like a, a fresher, younger, like young okay. superstar. Understandable. Uh, mainly are all the teams I have on here so far yeah. are pretty young. The only one would really be the Bulls, but I don't want to eliminate them because I feel like you'd fit in with their fan base really well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess we'll go to colors and mascots. So first up, we have the Charlotte Hornets. Um, their official team colors. That light blue and that, gold. Yeah. Well, you know what they look like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, light blue and gold, obviously your local team. So what do you think? In or out? I- I'll keep them in for now. Okay. Um, I was gonna I was gonna take these ones out on the last one, but I wanted to make it I wanted to make it up to you for that. Um, so we have the Atlanta Hawks. 
Um, obviously, another the next closest team to you, and their mm-hmm. colors are red and white. I I do like the Hawks colors, especially when they wear the the, the black. But who who else do they have beside Trey Young? Like, is it just Trey? Uh, that's. Or at least like the their big star. Name off the top of my head, yeah. Yeah. Let's I, let, yeah. Let's sure let's, let's take the Hawks out. Okay. All right. Up next, we have the Memphis Grizzlies. Their colors are blue and black. Um, they have John Morant, and I guess he's the most prolific player that they have on their team at this time. But they definitely have uh, some young talent that that could develop. Yeah. Um, I actually have. I know somebody that works for the Grizzlies right now. Um, I'm I'm gonna keep him in for now. Okay. Uh, Bulls, I they're don't in. have to explain yep, this to you. Okay. <laughs> Suns, purple and yellow or gold or whatever the hell they consider it, and black and whatever else might be mixed in with those colors. <laughs> um, uh, obviously, they have Devin Booker, who's young. Um, DeAndre Ayton, who's also young. Um, and then Chris Paul, a little older, but still some young talent to go with uh, yeah. in or out. I'll keep them in, just because I, I, like, I like the orange on blue. Or purple, I guess. That's right. Some purple. of their jerseys are nice. Yeah. Um, and last but not least, we have the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, their mascot is a horse. Um, their owner is one of the richest people in the world. Their Whose horse is are... that? <laughs> their colors are black, blue, and silver or gray. One of those two, I believe. See, I, I want to keep them in, and I I like I like watching Mark Cuban on Shark Tank. Um, <laughs> and I really like Luca. I think he's a great player. It's just for some reason they refuse to get him help. And it's like watching the Bears, and I I don't need two teams like that, so I'm gonna take yeah. them off. It's like watching Dirk all over again. Yeah, to be honest. <laughs> Except like obviously as Dirk got older, the team got a little better, but still nonetheless. All right, so we're gonna take the Mavericks out. That leaves us with the Hornets, Grizzlies, Bulls, and Suns. I want to try to get this down to three for you. Um, I'm trying to think of like what could. I mean, at this point, out of these, out of those four that I just named, is there one that sticks out to you that you're like, I'd like to be a blank fan? I would say if you're gonna eliminate any of them, probably the Grizzlies. Um, Elim- eliminate the Grizzlies. Yeah, it's like the All like right. the, the Hornets. I really like because they're right here, and I do like I like that light blue coat they have. That really pops yes, to me. I agree. Uh, the Bulls, they're playing really well this year, obviously, but they're also. Like like you said, like they have Benny the Bull, but they're just like a fun franchise to watch. Uh, and the Suns are really fun to watch on the court with how well the like Aiton, uh, Booker, and, and CP3, how well they all mesh together. Um. So from this point, uh, I'm gonna give. Uh, you didn't do this to me, but um, I also happen to pick the literally first year team in the NHL. But I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do stigmas that go that go along with this team. Uh, okay. Stigma is probably not the necessarily right word, um, but just kind of a description of what you can look forward to as a fan. So, as a Hornets fan, um, I believe I've said this on the podcast before. I follow the Lakers because LeBron is who got me into basketball. I used to be a football kid. Um, I started watching LeBron when I was growing up when he was with the Cavs the first time. Mm-hmm. He got me into basketball, um, but I never really had like a favorite team because I always just kind of followed him. And I, when somebody asked me, like, when I tell them, like, oh, I'm a LeBron fan, like, and they asked me, like, well, what's your favorite team? Charlotte is my answer. So if you pick Charlotte, um, uh, it, we, we both love North Carolina, so I feel like me being a Charlotte fan is kind of bound to happen. Um, right. But you get to be a fan with me. If you, be a, if you become a Bulls fan, um, I'm pretty sure you are probably aware of everything that will come along with that. 
Um, it might be entertaining on Twitter, but you'll also probably be looked like, or you'll also probably be called a bandwagon fan, or people will assume you're a Dallas fan. Right. And last but not least, uh, the Phoenix Suns. I don't really, I don't know if anybody's got anything bad to say about the Phoenix Suns. I mean, I'm sure all their assholes are probably sweaty, but other than that, like, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with the Phoenix. I would Suns. say, like, as an outsider, like they, they probably get the stigma that they choke because, like. I mean, you think back when Nash was there, they always made those like deep playoff runs. They would always end up choking to the, the Lakers. And then last year, they had the two zero lead on the Bucks, and they ended up blowing that. Um, but yeah, you know what? Th- thinking about it more and more, I I live here in Charlotte. It it's obviously gonna be the most accessible team to me. Uh, I'm. I think I'm just gonna go with the Hornets. I, th- I think I from know. now on, I'm a Hornets fan. You know, I live right. And your here. fiance was just at a game without you, like yeah. two weeks ago. So like it's and uh, well, and I'm I'm going to a game in a few weeks. And obviously, yeah. like they're they're not the best franchise right now. I think they're right on the border of being like a a, a serious playoff contender. Yeah. yeah. So, you know what? Yeah, I'm just gonna invest myself from now on. I'm I'm a Hornets fan. Yes, sir. That is that is what we like to hear. That is, we're coming to conclusions here. Uh, like. I hope that me finding you a team has the same response as you finding me a team. Oh, I'm I'm already setting up my ESPN notifications, Nick. Uh oh. Um, I'm I'm already setting them up set for them. I'm setting them up right now for the Hornets. Atta boy, good or done. That way you know when it is. Actually, they might. They, they don't. They don't. No, they don't play tonight. No. I thought I seen that they played either tonight or tomorrow. They play tomorrow. They play at the Celtics on ESPN. So there we go. I can watch. I can watch a game right away. Yes, sir. You just got to learn the streaming app, too. But anyway, we won't talk about that on here. <laughs> uh, but other than that, that will wrap up our episode for tonight. Uh, as always, thank you guys so much. Uh, I can't wait to report back on Thursday my first experience of watching an NBA game on TV. Um, but I had a lot of fun bringing this episode to you and, and talking about everything. Um, look forward to doing the same on Thursday. Uh, Definitely head over and check out our Twitter now that Nick is uh, in charge of it and keeps up with it a lot more than I ever did. Um, it's very entertaining. Um, it's like all I do on my phone now. I went from like two and a half hours of complete time on my phone last <laughs> week to what's probably like 12 already this week. Just because I've literally like, if you haven't seen it, you have to go check it out. Because I am 100, like, how do you get attention? We well, get people to talk about you. So I'm literally yeah. like, I tagged Ole Miss in a post saying Kenny Pickett was the best quarterback in the draft. I tagged Barstool. And I, you know, hold on, I just want to talk about that real quick because, like, I <laughs> I really respect Joel Klatt, and he honestly, like, nine times out of ten, he gives really good like insight, and um, I feel like he's probably one of the best or better um, like talking heads around college football. But to say that Matt Corral was the better or is the best quarterback in this draft ahead of Kenny Pickett, like, I I'm sorry, but. Like for me, I one hundred percent disagree with that, and you're absolutely right to you know like tweet that. Um, but yeah, just like seeing that, I was just like, oh, really? Like that's what you think? And it's nothing against Corral. Like I think he is definitely gonna be one of the best quarterbacks in this draft. I just think, and obviously it all comes down to personal opinion, but I think Pickett is is the better option than Corral. Yeah, and like I was gonna start some more controversy. I was gonna tag UNC in a post and say Sam Howell was in the top five QB. Um, and don't get me wrong, I like how like. There were times when I looked at him and I was like, I almost wish he would come to Washington. But after I studied him a little more and like, first of all, he regressed. I, yeah. I don't know if anybody's aware of that, but he regressed. He did. And, and you know, blame it on whatever you want. Um, that's fine. But I, 
as somebody who's looking at a quarterback who's ready to come into the NFL, uh, regression isn't something that I want to see. And while he played serviceable, I just I, I think he would succeed in the right team, but it, he would need like a like a Green Bay Packers offense. Um, obviously, if Aaron Rodgers leaves, or like or Chiefs offense, obviously Patrick Mahomes isn't going anywhere, but somewhere with weapons around him. Uh, I, I think besides that, he could be a game manager. Um, if he had a good defense, but I I don't think that Sam Howe is going to be the quarterback that you put on your team, and it makes a huge difference. If, yeah, if I agree. I I think if he he could sit for a year and like develop behind somebody, that would be the best thing for him. Like if he could do what um I can't think of his name. Um, he was a Florida QB. He got drafted by the Bucks. He's sitting behind Brady right now. Um, like if if um yeah no that's what i said um if if <laughs> uh, trask kyle yes that's it yes, uh, <laughs> if if how could get in the same situation that kyle trask is in where he goes like i would say not green bay because you have jordan love there um that's fair. kansas city not seattle because I, I really think wilson's leaving this year um i, I would say buffalo but i mean Allen is is their franchise QB. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, and they have um, they have Mitch sitting behind him right now. Yeah, well, I think he's leaving this year, um, no, just because he well, well he's he's gonna be free UNC agent. QBs. Yeah, um, <laughs> that, maybe even Dallas. Uh, you can sit behind Prescott, and if Dallas finally gets fed up with him, then you have your shot. Honestly, um, I th- I feel like Dallas might be the ideal place for Sam to go because in reality, you get to learn behind Dak, and and Dak is a good QB. Like I talk shit on Dak, but he puts up numbers. Um, he I, he's I, I personally think he is that team ceil- that team ceiling. Like when he, when he plays bad, like we've seen it this weekend. When he plays bad, the team suffers. Um, yeah. but I think if I'm Dallas, I'm looking at Sam Howe, and if I'm Sam Howe, I'm looking at Dallas. Now, obviously, he doesn't get a pick, but like you said, you get to learn behind Dak, and the way, like, yeah, Dak can put up numbers, but if Dak continues to be Dak in the playoffs or when it matters, you know, it it very well could open the door. So I I think Dallas or a team in that situation at the very least for Sam Howe. Yeah. Um but anyway, I'm tagging people on Twitter, uh trying to stir stir the pot. Um so definitely go follow. Uh, well, get a well laugh. speaking speaking of Twitter, uh forgot to do my oh, favorite tweets of the week. That is right. Um that is right. so I have two honorable mentions. Um so the first, uh, it's you only two now. You started the show with one. How did you? I get did. Two? Well, then I was also I was, I was scrolling here as we're talking, and I found this oh. one, and I, it's too funny not to share. Um, <laughs> so the uh, the first honorable mention uh, is a tweet about Kyler Murray. Uh, says it's only fitting that the player known for being short throws the shortest pick six in NFL history. That was that was gold. Um, this next one has to do with uh, the, the Dallas San Francisco game being broadcast on Nickelodeon, which I re- I really do enjoy. Um, I think it's a well, great before way. You, before you say, it, is it the Mike McCarthy face one? Because no, that but that was hilarious. Me, oh my God, that shit had me rolling. No, um, <laughs> but I, I, I really wish they would do that for more sports. Like hell, get the the NHL involved in that. That's what NBA, I said. I want to see that racing. in every sport ever. It'd be, yeah, it'd be really cool to see that for like <laughs> racing. I, I think that'd be a great thing to get people invested. Yeah, in like racing. a dude hops out of the car and throws his helmet at somebody driving by, and you just see devil horns and little yeah. steam coming out of his nose. Like yeah, it would be I would, hilarious. I would. I'd piss myself laughing. Yeah. Um, but so the, the next tweet has to do with the, uh, the Nickelodeon broadcast. Um, the NFL and Nickelodeon has been great, very educational as far as rules and strategies and definitely helping the kids and Cowboys fans to learn and understand the game. Uh, I thought it was hilarious how they just, they just called him out like that. Um, the next tweet, uh, it, 
So I will make sure that this one gets this uh, retweeted. Um, Nick, you liked it, uh, but Barstool <laughs> tweeted out uh, it's it's a video, but like the the tweet itself is just a, a screenshot of the video. Um, some poor Eagles fan got choked the fuck out by Michael Jackson impersonator, at, <laughs> and just like that headline alone is hysterical. Uh, that was but one the, of those headlines where like you like it, scroll past it, and you're like, wait, a wait, second. yeah, and then you go back and you watch the video, you're like, oh my god, uh, it's a it's a hilarious video. Um, back to the the Nickelodeon a wild week at sports. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, wow, Dak Prescott leaves a field without accepting his MVP award. I I guess Dak hates children. Classless. Uh, yeah, I see that. Too. <laughs> hilarious. Um, and lastly, this tweet doesn't have anything to do with sports, uh, but I laughed at it. Um, if you've seen the progressive commercials where the guy's like training people how to not act like their parents, um, yes. it's 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 him giving his lecture, uh, and he says, "We don't need pictures of your back porch. It snowed in January. Nobody cares." Um, which, <laughs> which I found very truthful and funny. Possibly tweet of the year, honestly. Yeah, it, it's up there. Um, so yeah, those are my, my yeah my my tweets of the week. Um, but as always, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, go check out our social medias. Um, check out our merch store. Um, I think that's it. You got anything? Uh, no, definitely show some love. Um, especially on the Twitter. Like I'm looking to be active on Twitter. Like I want people talking shit. <laughs> like I don't care if it's at me or at the people I'm talking shit to. But like I. I don't know. To me, that's what Twitter is. Like people yeah. just use Twitter to talk about information and argue about it. And honestly, we're a sports podcast, so that's kind of what we do. Yep. Um, so, and I am not afraid of hot takes. I'm sure everybody has realized that by now, but I am not afraid of hot takes at all. If I like, sometimes I don't even have a rhyme or reason. Something just hits my head, and my brain tells me, "Yeah, that's definitely how it is." And I could be completely wrong about it, but I don't like, care. Trying to create an app that's already been created. Yeah, exactly. Like, George and I were talking about this. I get emotional about shit real easy. I he was, was like, yelling dude. at me. I'm like, Nick, I am not wrong on how the ESPN app <laughs> works. You don't need to be aggressive with me right now. Yeah, I was like, like I was telling George, like, I, something ha- something will happen to me. Like, for instance, I wanted to know when my team was playing or I wanted to be notified when my team playing. So, first of all, step one, that was my issue. Step two is me getting emotional about it. So, my example to George was I could wake up and be late for work. And want to design an app that will wake me up and get, or that will get me out of bed in the morning, so I'm not late for work. As if I don't have an alarm clock going off every morning. Like that's just how I am. Something happens to me, and I instantly want to fix it. And I don't care about what nobody else has ever done in my life. Like I don't know why I do it. I just do. I'm terrible at asking for help. It is what it is. But nonetheless, um, definitely show some love. Uh, again, uh, we talk about this all the time. Feedback. We've gotten um, some slight feedback already. Um, you know, we'd obviously love to hear more. On anything. It doesn't just have to be the podcast. If you think I said some dumb shit on Twitter, tell me I said some dumb shit on Twitter. I will gladly tell you why I don't think it's dumb shit. Um, <laughs> and uh, the hopefully our TikTok account will uh, start getting a little more production. Um, we're working on it. Neither of us. Uh, I really George need to has a viral video, but I really need to stop or yeah, finish the uh, the top ten moments of the year. <laughs> it's it's almost the end of January. I think I'm on like number three. Yeah, I think we still got three left. Um, yeah. But we're working on it. We we have some people that hopefully uh, will kind of be helping us out here so we can get more um, more content out, especially on the TikTok. We know TikTok is, is big, and obviously, like, being able, we want to add video and a video element to our podcast, whether it's voiceovers on clips that are posted on TikTok or, you know, whether it's us eventually getting into um, 
you know, actual video podcasts, excuse me, whatever it is. Like, um, and we understand, you know, we, we want to be able to share our faces and share our excitement because there, there are emotions that you miss when you can't see people's faces. So, you know, we want to add that video element. We want to know what we're doing right. We want to know what we're doing wrong. We want to know what you want to see. Like George said, somebody asked him to talk more about hockey, and here we are. I'm a hockey fanatic already. Like, that's just the way it is. You tell us what you want, and we're going to do our best to do it. Um, so with that being said, uh, we do appreciate everybody that tunes in, um, everybody that shows up on social media, all that stuff. Um, so continue to show the support. Uh, continue to, you know, share us, whether it's, something again something we tweet or one of our tiktok videos or whether it's the actual podcast itself share it like it whatever you got to do um you know and and everything that we've accomplished so far and everything that you know we will accomplish in the future definitely all comes back to you for sure uh as always thank you guys so much and we will be back thursday uh unless we don't feel like it then we'll do it on friday um (laughs) we'll play it by ear yeah Um, for sure but Thank you guys, and we will see you in the next episode. Yes, sir. Take it easy. Who's got internet that's never lagging? Whose groceries do their own bagging? Who's got hair worth extra bragging? With pants that aren't too sagging? They only put up with a little nagging. Who's hotter than a fire-breathing dragon? Jack Wagon.